Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Open your fucking hearts. Loosen your fucking butts. It's time for couples therapy, cunts. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy my name is naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners naomi where are you where are you in your heart right okay. now we're recording I'm this tell you. I'm saturday tell you. early afternoon I'm you. where are I'm you it's you let right me tell now. you. First, I was thinking as I was saying my part of the intro, I was like, why am I in my upper register? Mm-hmm. So that was my first thought. I was like, what's that voice? Mm-hmm. Second, I'm Thai Thai, always mm-hmm. tired. Sure. But then also thirdly, Standard. I was like, I was like, should I order something to eat? Mm. Or should I find out what our dinner plan is? And that will maybe change what I do in the middle of the day. Now. So that's my journey. We have no groceries for I know, dinner. I so I'm aware of that. <laughs> so it's either a hodgepodge or it's yeah core nuggets and i try to figure out some kind of vegetable on yep. the side yep 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 where we order dinner yep. there's your that's my that's my journey listeners listeners isn't this a fascinating look into I know, I didn't our think, relationship i wasn't gonna tell you to unpack it you asked where i was and i was telling you what was in my head i didn't think we were actually gonna get into the details of it on recorded media okay but yeah other hey than never that, never let it be said that this podcast is not compelling <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, honestly, I expect only five star reviews, and I would like them all to start with the word compelling. Yeah. Okay, it should be five stars. Compelling. Dear listeners, we need some new reviews, so please. <laughs> I want them to just say compelling. Five stars, say compelling. Go right to your, whether it's Spotify, I guess in the app you can click five stars on the thing. I want actually, you or know this Apple, is, where this, you can actually write words. This isn't even a contest. This is just something that I promise you that if you write it, I will read it on the show. I want you to leave a five star review, and then I want you to tell me what your go to dinner is. Tell me like what your go-to meal is when you're like, I can't be bothered, but I want to eat, need to eat, I'm hungry. Tell me what your go-to meal is. I'll read them in the intro. I'm not above it, okay? That's something I would actually like to know. It might even inspire me because I'm constantly like, the decision of what to eat, the fact that you have to do it at least <laughs> twice a day, maybe even thrice, for decades, for life, <laughs> I find it so... I find it to be too much. I find it to be too much. I find it to be unfair. I find it to be, it just takes it out of me. And the fact that you have to do it day in, day out. Naomi, that's why you have to come up with some kind of cuisine routine. I really did cuisine not Cuisine routine. I was in my head trying to think of a, another word for food. I did not mean it to rhyme, no, but it I just think did. That was perfect. I cuisine think that's just my, is right. my natural talent. Right. Absolutely. But, you, can't, you can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. So, for example, I make these peanut butter oat bar things. Yes, you do. You make a peanut. He makes a peanut butter oatmeal bar. Peanut butter, maple syrup, oats. You throw it in the freezer. You cut, you cut them cut into em. bars. You bars. Then you got breakfast. You have That's that a little bar. orange juice, and you yeah. got breakfast for weeks. Okay, weeks. I would say a week. No, but there's enough. I've cut up enough for wow. at least two weeks. Did you use the big pan, the thirteen by nine? Yes, I used the, I doubled wow. the recipe. You used the big the pan. recipe. There you go. Got enough. For, so you got to have some kind of routine, yeah. and then yeah, you, you only have to make. Routine. Then you have to make one choice for dinner. Yes, absolutely. So you take it down to one choice a day. Yes. So reduce. Yeah, yeah I, I right. feel like this is like some you're like right. you know tech freak, the kind of like tech billionaire. You know, they're like reduce the choices, right? If you want to, so your if brain you wanna, is free to come yeah. up with new ideas. If you want to get ahead in tech, like. Like for me, hey, it's me, Steve Jobs. Sure, that's the voice. And I, I reduced all the choices in my life, and I made a uh, slick-looking MP3 player. It's always funny to me. I mean, I guess it is a technically, a, hey, look, it brought about the idea of podcasts, so sure. Mm-hmm. But it's always funny to me that the big technological innovation was, hey, these phones and computers look cool. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the big technological. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, listeners, I'm sure there's more going on. But really, what is the difference between a Mac and a PC or an iPhone and Android besides that, like, it's slick looking? Five stars. Compelling. Five okay, stars. What compelling. Compelling. We talked about food. We talked about tech. No, don't unpack it. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> he ain't picking up what I'm putting down today, and I'm too tired. Y'all, I'm, like, going to a real job now. I'm, like, be around. I'm showering every day and putting on a fresh outfit and trying to be pleasant. I mean, I'm quote wearing, unquote I'm, real job TV writing. Look, I'm around people. Okay. And granted, I will say, you, you know, I'm in my N95 all day, so it's not even like I got to smile that much, but I am doing more physical work. You know what I mean? Like you can't because I will like go to make a tight lip smile and realize they can't see me. So then I have to do my hand, you know, and I'm really kind of it's a lot more physical. It's mm-hmm. a lot more physicality. I noticed that a I'm lot doing. of eye work, a lot of eye work. 
I mean, it's unfortunate because all they are seeing of me is like a broken out forehead and some busted <laughs> hair. And I said, oh, Lord, it was so funny because it was like, well, maybe there's a chance you could be on the show. It's like, not looking the way I'm looking, honey. You ain't sitting with me in this room saying put her on camera because she's raggedy and draggedy. I'll tell you that right now. But everyone's white. So at the very least, maybe they don't understand. That's what Andy keeps saying. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not how it works. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think that we need to just like, speaking of an unhinged introduction yes last week's was a bit unhinged but we did get some feedback on it oh yes yeah we talked about we obviously we are what in our 70s and 80s yeah, yeah, yeah so we yeah. don't understand sesame street right right, right. so no, i did understand it very well but i think that perhaps a listener felt that we were not accurate Yes. So a listener called. In. I haven't listened. I have not listened to this. I'm right. So we, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't yes. know what it's going to be. But someone called in to correct us about our <laughs> conceptions about Snuffleupagus, I believe. All right. I'm going to stay teachable. Hi, Andy and Naomi. This is Lainey. Um, I am in the car, but I was listening to your episode just the beginning where you were um, musing about Snuffleupagus. And so I just wanted to add some clarity as a Sesame Street aficionado. And that is that. Andy is correct. Initially, Snuffleupagus was Big Bird's imaginary friend. And then just as, like, other people, Snuffleupagus would leave just as another character was coming in. That was, like, the longstanding shtick. And then poor Big Bird would be left going, no, he was just right here. And everyone was like, sure, Big Bird, okay. And there was a lot of, like, gaslighting of Big Bird that happened. And people rightfully advocated, like viewers advocated, this is not a good message for children, that they will not be believed. So they then have this, like, special episode where suddenly everyone could see Snuffleupagus. Gordon could see Snuffleupagus. Louise could see Snuffleupagus. Maria, Linda, Bob, everyone could see Snuffy. And it was like, as a child, when I saw that, as a kid who was, like, gaslit for so much of my life, I was, like, so freaking validated by everyone saying, we're sorry we didn't believe you and we'll never do that again. It was, like, a very heart-rendering moment. And so you're both kind of right about it. Um, but that's the backstory. That's Snuffy's backstory. And then from then on, everyone could see Snuffleupagus and they never had another, like, imaginary friend and all the characters are always believed. Um, and that's your that's your fun Sesame Street fact. Thanks, guys. Naomi, do you think that was the moment of millennials and Gen Z becoming politically radicalized? The moment we could all see Snuffleupagus? Yes. The moment we could all see the ruling class's lies yes. for what they were. Yes, yes. Um, perhaps, but I want to go back, okay? <laughs> because this is Lainey's ass. Lainey is damn near the third host with the way she be dialing up in here. Lainey loved to come up in here and add some clarity to some shit. Uh-huh. Lainey, I love you, but you are just wild to me because I screamed at the phrase Sesame Street aficionado, okay? <laughs> I was like, you're like, I'm here to add some clarity as a Sesame Street aficionado. And I said, lady, you're going to have to do a spinoff. You're going to have to be do, you're gonna have to do a spinoff pod called Talking Couples Therapy. We're going to amend it to the end of each episode. Talking couples. Some, talking couples. You got to add some clarity up here, lady. I know, you know, lady be in the DMs. I know lady. Not in real life, but, you know, on the internet. And so I just laugh and laugh because you were like, we have a voice note to correct us. And I said, it's Lainey's ass. <laughs> what is this? Lainey added some cl- Lainey in the car. Lainey said, I can't even pull over. I got to I got to get into this right now as I'm driving. And I need to add some clarity. <laughs> Thank you, Lainey. Thank you. <laughs> <It sounds> so... <laughs> 
I love, I'm roasting Lainey. That's uh-huh. our relationship, I will hope. I will hope at this point. <laughs> at this point in the process. Lainey know, Lainey know how she is. Lainey know she up here to add clarity. You know what I'm saying? In life in general. So anyway, back to the lies of the ruling elite. <laughs> Go back to the lies of the Where we've all been elite. gaslit into believing that this society that we live in is... <laughs> the gaslighting a big bird. It's like, that was also a haunting phrase. I had no idea. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, that is actually terrible. That, yeah, like, it, children yeah. every day. Is, it's like, like, this is my imaginary friend. Like, Everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking Everyone's about? Everyone's like, you're crazy, tall bird. It's like, God, how lonesome he must have felt. I know. Big Bird has always had sad eyes to me, I will say. And perhaps that was part of it. Did you identify with no. Big Bird? No. I identify with Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. But I'm saying, I think Big Bird is meant to be happy, but I just feel like his eyes look sad. But that's just my interpretation. Lainey, add some clarity, girl. Now. Now. <laughs> now, Naomi. If you would like more musings of this nature. <laughs> or I think what we're going to talk about on the Patreon, which is what you were about to say, right? Yes. You could join the Patreon. Join the page. I fa- We found out the racist origins of the city I grew up Andy's in. Andy's hometown. <laughs> I want to talk about that on the next one. The underpinnings are fresh. We just had an hour-long conversation with Andy's dad last night. For his birthday. Happy birthday, dad. And we learned some things, honey, about the history that I was like, okay. Like, I thought it was just about... Save it for the page. Okay. Save for okay. the page. Okay. okay, save it for the page. And of course, patreon.com slash couples therapy pod is where you can join Naomi. Five dollars. Okay. Two bonus episodes, other goodies. I swear I'm gonna get it together and do another stand-up for the page. But it's like, what do I have to say? But I'm gonna figure it out. I wanna start um doing um, you know, watch alongs with some movies and bad TV shows. I attempted, I was prepared to do, there's a movie called Slother House. Which, no, we can't. We tried not, watching we it. We tried to like kind of get a feel for it, and it's like not as fun as you want it to be. Zach Noe Towers warned us. He Zach did. Noe Towers warned us. Friend of the show, Zach Noe Towers warned us. He said, right. you think it's going to be fun, you think it's going to be kitschy. It's right. not. Right. Neither. Oh my God. You brought up Zach, so I guess, which reminds me, February 6th and 7th, you can see him in New York City and Philly at City Winery, so just look out for that, okay? Doing his podcast confidently and secure. I didn't plan to plug that. I'm talking (laughs) about the damn page. But the point is, come join us. $5. We ain't doing all these different tiers. You in or you ain't it? And we be having fun spilling tea. I started a new job. You know I got stuff to say. (laughs) So come through. (laughs) Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Now. Who was our guest today, Naomi? This was a real damn delight. Our guest today is Nina Oyama. Yes. Yes. Nina is an Australian comedian, actor, writer, director. She is doing it all. Now, in the U.S., you can see her in the show Deadlock on Amazon Prime. Yes. That's where I, like, I was a fan of her from Twitter before that. Yes. And then I watched Deadlock and loved it. I think I binged in, like, a handful of days. Yeah, you watched it in, like, a couple days. Um, But she's also on the show Utopia. She's written for and done voices for Koala Man on Hulu, which you can watch on Hulu, YOLO on HBO Max. She co-created the series Latecomers, which is an Australian show. Also, if you are in Australia, I don't know, maybe we got some Australian listeners, a few, honey. Nina is on, on tour. So in March, you can see her at the Adelaide Fringe, you can see her in Canberra, Melbourne, Perth Comedy Festival. She's out here doing tons of shows on the other side of the world. So you need to check out Nina and listen to this episode because she was a damn delight. Yeah, this is so much fun. This was real fun. So without further ado, roll it. Nina, you're here. We're honored. We 
love your work and we also love an international moment in general. Okay, you because know, it raises say, the stakes of the podcast. Two major things. One, Deadlock loved Deadlock. it. Deadlock two, loved it. Oh, thank you, you. you wrote maybe one of my favorite tweets. So there. <laughs> it is Which your one? pinned. I believe it's your pinned it tweet. Your pin, it oh, your but it yes. is. And he was like, this is really, he's like, this is I what bring Twitter it up should a lot. be. He's like, this is what Twitter should be. This I bring it up a lot. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the golden age of Twitter back before yeah. it became X. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Simpler, yeah. freer, gentler. Right. A gentler back, time. Back before it came a swastika. Swastika.com essentially is Twitter yeah. now. But Yeah, the X should have little tags on the end, <laughs> yeah. each pointing each way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he wants. That's what he wants, totally. Yeah. If he could to have that, that, he would, but you can't it's not yeah. on the keyboard, so yeah. he has to settle <laughs> for X, apparently. That's the issue that it's on yeah. that it's not on the keyboard. You're correct. <laughs> he's manufacturer. I hear he moved he changed one of the Tesla factories. So that they produce keyboards that have swastikas on them. Okay, that's where he's using his oh, millions. What a cool guy! <laughs> <His> millions. <laughs> I know. Is this nineteen hundred? I don't know. These don't robber know. barons and their millions of dollars. So, have Nina, you seen the so, episode of the other two? Oh, sorry. No, tell it. I was going to say, have yeah. you seen the episode of the other two where, like, um, when people become billionaires, they just like become obsessed with being like as high as possible. Like, they <laughs> yes. just they go yes. bald and they're like, "Look how high I am!" And, like, that is. <laughs> Feels true. Where are you at emotionally? How are you feeling? What are you bringing to the table? Let's just start there. Let's just find our feet. Let's get grounded. So for the first time in a long time, I'm actually like boot up. So uh-huh. I think my advice is actually going to be like really incredible and really informed and really like <laughs> come from a place of like really considered like self-belief and mm-hmm. self-love. Nah, probably not. But I am boot up. Um so yeah, I do feel very, I'm not as like chaotic, but I'm chaotic in theory. Like I will <laughs> encourage people to be chaos. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I'm pretty. I'm in a happy relationship currently, but it's a cha- it's a chaotic good, happy relationship. So. Chaotic good. Okay, is chaotic. that rare for you? Are you are you normally in either? Uh, are you normally single or in a chaotic unhappy relationship? And so <laughs> yes. Is, oh okay. Okay. Yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> My, okay. That's my default. Yeah. Now, okay. Why is that your default? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, let's, like, has it always let's really? Been? Let's really go in deep. <laughs> okay, I knew it was called couples therapy, but this feels like very single, singular <laughs> therapy. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just like for a long time, um, went for people that were like not so good for me because I didn't have like I didn't like like myself that much or believe that like I deserve to be happy, like. Yeah, I know. That's not that funny, actually. Um, but no, you don't have to yeah, hand me. There's, no, there's zero pressure. Oh, yeah. We bring the darkness. I'm literally unraveling oh, every episode. And the okay. listeners are on the journey. So it's like, fine. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, cool. no, because I mean, and also you knowing that. It's like, that's what that to me is like. Well, wait, I've always wondered. The best part is that you can now say this stuff. You yeah. Know? I've always yeah. wondered, you know this. What what makes you like when you're when you see someone who you're like, oh, this person's bad for me, but I'm still going to be in a relationship with them. What is the thing in you that's that overpowers the like, maybe I shouldn't or maybe this <laughs> or what, what's the thing that, that like overpowers the, this the is common going sense? To be bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. The common sense. <laughs> well, I date mostly actors, I think, is probably the problem. Sure. So they're very compelling. Like, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I'm breaking up with you. And they're like, meh, 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 meh. And then they just like, a bit, like they're like, well, why would you do that? I mean, like, I'm so hot and, like, funny and talented. And, like, you know, then, and, like, but I love you so much. They're just very good at, like, 
saying things in the moment that are the exact right things to say and then later you'll like watch a rom-com and you're like you, you just ripped that lines <laughs> that monologue you're like, it's from- weird that i thought it was random that you were like i just can't seem to quit you and i was like ah, oh, that's, <laughs> that's broke man no but i think like yeah i definitely because i do acting myself as well and you just end up in these like you know relationships with people that are like real uh, hot and real psycho um <laughs> Which I also identify as, um, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to be less that now. Like my current partner, like used to be an actor and then quit, and I was like, mm. green flag, green yeah, flag. Yeah, absolutely. Was this when you said trying not to do this? What prompted this turn? You know, to be like, okay, we're gonna kind of let go of the old ways, adopt some healthy coping me- coping mechanisms. What prompted that shift? Oh, I just had a really bad. I had a debilitating breakup, and after that, I was like, I'm never dating again. And I think I, I, yeah, was single for like a year, and then after that, something clicked in one of the people that I was seeing, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, we just kept seeing each other. But I don't think it was intentional. Like I wasn't setting mm-hmm. out to be loved. Are you crazy? <laughs> Who does that? Yuck. Ew. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like trying to love myself or anything. I think I was just doing like. In lieu of loving myself, I was doing, like, a lot of push-ups. Like, whenever I'd feel stressed, I'd just, like, oh. drop and give myself 10. And um, I think it just made my body really good. And then, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then people were like, wow, you're jacked. You want to go on yeah. a date? And you were like, yeah. sure. Pretty much. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if I have to. Um, uh, yeah, and one of those it- jacked people happened to be, like, <laughs> secure attachment style somehow. It was very lucky. It was very fortunate. You know, why is it that... There, it's, your story seems very familiar uh, to many of uh, from talking to many of our guests and also like many people in in real life and friends and stuff like that. Why is it that if you are attracted to chaos, you have to hit rock bottom? <laughs> like, why is it? Why is alcoholism? Wow. And, like, dating? Isn't that obvious? <laughs> um, I guess because like that once you hit rock bottom, like the only way is up. Yeah, I think. That, I mean, of course, you have to. Like, you can't. Yeah, no one. Yeah, the only way is up from the bottom. I think that makes sense, right? Like, because there's sort well, of no, 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 no. Is, yes, you could buy a drill. You could buy well, a high-powered drill and drill bottom right is when through, you, right through the bottom. Well, they say bottom is when you stop digging. So the thing is, you could get it as yes. low as you want it to go. And the question is, yeah, you can get you, one of those scoop machine things. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about you can, oh, you can yeah, go get yeah, one yeah. of those an emotional scoop machine and uh, just keep well, going to the earth's core. <laughs> do you know what I think? I think it's because people decide that being alone is better than using another person to torture yourself. Like you can just that's kind of how mm. I or at least for me I was like it's just better to be by myself and be lonely, like horrifically lonely because I you know like comedians we all like have depression and we all like mm-hmm. hate ourselves. And so being alone sucks, you know, where you're like, oh, God, the thoughts. Yeah. Did you see that tweet that was like, oh, don't, don't, um, nothing, no thoughts that you have after 9 p.m. are real? Because that's like kind of, it's like the night time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, kill yourself. And you're like, no, um, not real. (laughs) But yeah. Um, But I do think like that, like, I don't like being alone um, Mm -hmm. because fuck that. (laughs) I don't want to deal with myself. Um, And I think that like often maybe I just used other people because like people give you validation. Yeah. Even people that like treat you not so good or people that you choose to be that like you know are bad for you they're still giving you something good 
I think usually it's sex. I will say <laughs> that like the worst, most toxic relationships, you always have the best sex because like that, that's the thing that you hold on to, I think. But anyway, for yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. reason, that's distracting you from the void. And um, at some point, <laughs> like that doesn't, the void is like actually a better option. And, right. Um, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Now, are you in therapy or were you in therapy when you were going through this dark year staring into the void? Yes, I was he- heavily therapized and also medication. And then I think like at some point I stopped doing both of those things. How does that feel? And I'm fine. I'm, I'm chill. I'm better. No, I don't know. I think I just <laughs> – I, well, I still have – I think because I didn't take – I have ADHD, so I, I didn't take my medication. I think I stopped taking it every day. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Europe um, to go on a party cruise in Croatia. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, because I like, I think, oh, this is so boring because I hate talking about like being someone who works heaps, but like I worked pretty much nonstop for five years and like never really took a holiday. And this year I had like a six month gap in my schedule. Like, you know, when you have that thing where just like your year is planned out by your agent or whoever, and then you're just sort of like a train that's like has to stay on this track. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't derail the train, you're kind of fine. Um, but last year I found a six months gap where there was just no tracks. And I was like, well, guess who's going to Europe? Cause I've never <laughs> been to Europe. Um, yeah. And so I like did that stuff. Um, but because I was in Europe, I, I think I was there for like six weeks or whatever. I was there for ages and just didn't have time to renew my medication. So I just stopped taking it. And, um, I took a lot of MDMA though. So I guess that's sort of, does Molly fill in the gap for ADHD? <laughs> well, whatever much? it did, it actually like, I came out the other side and I was like, oh, maybe I don't need to take, what it was my concerted. It's 275 milligrams in <laughs> but I, I think it's fine. I do feel not bad. Okay. Uh-huh. But, but are, you st- are you still taking Molly then? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm on a run now, baby. <laughs> I just want to go back to this Croatian party cruise because I hear this. It sounds like the beginning of a true crime podcast. It sounds like, or the beginning yes. of an Eat, Pray, Love. Like, or you know a six mean? episode BBC mystery. Yes. 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 Where like yes, where Tom Hiddleston is going to have to find your body somewhere. Well, right, it's like back home. Your oh. father, who you stopped talking to, but is still like a good cop, is like, I got to mm. go to Croatia to get my daughter. Yes, it's like what yeah. it seems like it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or maybe he's like, but he's like incapacitated in some way. So I like Mulan him, and I like cut off my hair, and I pretend to be him on the party cruise. <laughs> okay, wow. Now that's a wrinkle. Yeah. That's a wrinkle. That's yeah. another step we've taken. Someone call Keir Starmer. We got to get this pitch to the BBC. <laughs> I assume he's taking over at some point. I don't know who you're talking about. Keir Starmer is no. the <laughs> is the, uh, the head of the, the uh, of labor. Anyway, I want to yeah. know what happens on a Croatian party cruise. How many days is it? Like, what's the vibe? Is every does do the showers work? Are pe- like what's the energy? So I went on the bougie one. There's different tiers of party cruises. There's ones that like all the like 18 year old Australians go on, where you like pay like a thousand dollars and then you all like share one shower and you'll sleep on the deck and you're all like it's real yeah like you know and like then there's it's like giving a different human trafficking you, vibes yeah it's, it's basically <laughs> legal it's a human trafficking where like no one technically gets trafficked but you are stuck on a boat in the middle of the croatian ocean for eight days um eight days but the, wow yeah the one that i went on was it was eight days and it was like kind of boot it was like the fancy one so everyone uh-huh. on it was on their like late 20s like um or early 30s and there was actually a lot of americans there there was 27 nurses i just remember this because it sounded like 27 dresses and they all went on (laughs) they all went on nurse vacations together 
Um, yeah. So they just like, they met at like a travel and nurses party really hard because they like have seen the horrors of life Mm -hmm. every day, um, when they're a nurse. So they have to kind of like offset that by drinking heaps and going really (laughs) hard all the time. Um, But yeah, there wasn't, I wouldn't say, there was a lot of drama. There was a group of, I don't know if I should say, oh, I don't know if they'll listen to this. They're like from Adelaide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were like five Australian girls uh, who were like 22 years old who wanted to go on the cheap cruise but missed the booking, so ended up on this bougie cruise. And they sort of were like the mean girls of the trip. Like they kind of like held the fort. Like they were kind of like these hot girls. Um, but we could sort of fell in with them because all the Australians stuck together mm. and we like, they ha- had so much drama going on. Like, I don't know. Should I tell you what the Yes, absolutely. I need the details. Okay. So one of them was like really hot. I want to try and change their names. One of them was like really hot and she was the youngest one and she was like getting laid all the time. I think she just went through a breakup and she was like fucking like every guy under the sun and her older sister had um roped herself in with the trip. So they went with the younger one's friends and the older sister had sort of tagged along and she mm. was 27 and she was really mad because she wasn't getting laid at all. And okay. all the 22-year-olds were getting laid. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> oh, weird situation. Because no. I didn't realize everyone went to Croatia to have sex with each other. I didn't. I wanted to see the cliffs or whatever. Okay, but no, no, no. Then tell me why you went on the party cruise. If you wanted to see some damn cliffs. Yeah. You can see cliffs anyway. No, no, no. I think I just wanted to take drugs in Europe. I think I didn't really have, like, ambitions to, like... <laughs> be that slutty um but the 22 year old group of girls like they absolutely did and they were all going out and getting laid except for oh, i can't use her real name whatever the 27 i'm just gonna say the say 27 yeah the 27 yes. yeah, yeah yeah not that to be confused with 27 christine nurses. let's call her christine no. okay, christine Chris- perfect um yeah so christine was like desperate to get like the other thing is everyone on these cruises except for our boat was basically 19 years old so like i had no interest <laughs> in sleeping with it because it was like they all, yeah, they just look like kids. And I was mm. like, I'm not into this, but what I will do is take MDMA and go to a club and just dance all night and then come back to the ship and watch the sunrise. And that's basically what okay. I did every night was just, like, party and never sleep and hang wow. out. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have a lot so of energy tired. That. that makes me sad. No, you, I can tell you have a lot of energy. And uh, so <laughs> I said, just honestly, I said, I said, honestly, to be young again. To be young again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'd watch the sun. Maybe I'd party. Can't do both. Can't do both. You okay? can't. No, that one the other. You start partying either. and then before you know it, the sun's coming up. I, I believe in you, Naomi. If you come back to Sydney, I will I'll keep you awake. Oh, my God. Honey, I was awake too much in Sydney. Okay, I was young. That was a wild time. And, you know... They were very down with the brown to a racist point in Australia. But there were some gentlemen, honey. I I was like, it was funny because like I'm from New York, like born and raised in New York City. So like for me, it wasn't necessarily the like I wasn't like, ooh, I can finally be out and about. Right. Like I was already used to kind of being out. Yeah. But I was like, if I'd been a couple years younger, oh, that would have been my hoe phase for real. Because there were yeah. so many guys who were just like, your skin is so beautiful. And I was like, okay. But like, you know, I was 26. That was their pickup line? I mean, sometimes it was a lot. I'm just saying they was throwing dicks at me in a way that I was not accustomed to. And had I yeah. even just been two years younger, I think I would have lost the plot. I mean, don't worry. I still made horrible mistakes. Oh, great. But yeah. I mean, it's Australia. Yeah. Exactly. I was, I was like, Every was man marvelous. is a red flag here. It really, <laughs> you are correct. You yeah, are correct. The, is that on the tourism brochure? <laughs> Every man is oh, a red yeah. flag? Oh, yeah. It should have been on the, Cro- the Croatian tourism brochure and, <laughs> and the Australian one. Every man... Yeah. 
But the Australian men are hot, I think. Some of them, I mean, they're really doing it in a very, like, classically handsome way. Yeah. But a lot of them can be dumb as bricks. And that's the problem. I don't know. I think that's actually a good thing. You don't want a man that's too smart, you know? (laughs) Oh, you know what, Nina? I want you to talk to me in 10 years, okay? Because right (laughs) now you got energy. You like them a little dumb. Don't worry. See, once you start needing... Once you start, like, wanting a nice bed frame and needing a place to rest, you're going to be like, get me a person who is on top of their game. Andy is so smart. And that's why our bills are paid on time. And that's (laughs) why our home is clean. Because he's smart. Okay, well... At this point, I'll settle for a mattress on the floor and a skateboard <laughs> for transport. But I'll, you know, Ooh, I'll look okay, into it. that stage. Uh, you're in the bush. No, no, no I'm not. Okay, actually, my partner has a bed frame. It's actually a miracle. When I first met him, I thought he wouldn't have a bed frame. But then I went to his house and he's actually very clean and has a very keen eye for design, mm. um, which I was very impressed by. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm the slob. My mattress is on the floor and I okay. ride skate. So okay. I get to be that guy. Uh, okay, yes. This is so. Wait, what is the appeal of the chaos? Is it simply distraction from the darkness? Is that it? Is there something more, or is it just I don't want to confront what the void? The void's there. I'd like to ignore it for a little while. Oh, this this person has abs. Okay. I don't know. I think it's like I just want to experience everything, and I think that you're not going to get that if you stay at home. I think true. True. That's oh, no, sort you're of right. my. Yeah, and so it's not even like, yeah, I mean, it's mostly staying out all night. Maybe I should branch out. Um, But, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, like, just staying at home is so, I don't know, it feels, like, restricting, and I probably have a bit of FOMO going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now, how did what kind of home did you grow up in? Meaning, did your parents tell you that the world is inherently safe and you are, like, enough? You're, an, you're enough and any you can have anything you want. Or... <laughs> or were they like it's dangerous? Everyone's out to get you. Be careful! Be careful! Be careful! Be careful. You know, there's like- thirty thousand criticisms of you, <laughs> of you personally. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think they were like the world is a dangerous place and people out to get you. I think they were more like we hate you and we can't wait for you to leave. No, that was kind of the vibe. Their vibe. Oh yeah, it was like you're a parasite. You're a failure. You should just drop out of school because you're useless. Like. No. Yeah, they would deny it now, but like as a kid, it was very like, oh, like just get out of our. We don't want you here. That's are kind you of an I only think, child? Were you an only child? N- no, I have a younger brother, but we're like he's estranged now as well. So like we okay. both had very complex relationships, okay. I think, with our parents. Um, but yeah, they did. They would definitely like get out of our house. I think is the best way to describe parents. Um, uh-huh. but. Yeah, now that I'm a little bit successful, I think, well, I this year, yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to get into it too much. It's actually, okay. that's more sad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that, like, we're, we're in a good space now because I think uh, last year I sort of was like, oh, they're never going to, like, apologize for that stuff. Yeah. And I think it's just better to, like, be like, um, yeah, like, I'm the only kid they still speak to. And so, like, it's good to just, like, foster a family connection. And, yeah, mm-hmm. since then our relationship has, like, repaired heaps. Okay. It's a very, like, 30s thing to say. I think I turned 30 last year, and then I repaired my relationship with my parents, and everyone's like, yeah, sounds about right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, guys, you won't believe this thing that happened. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's that happens with everyone, actually. Um, <laughs> you stop blaming them for everything. And I was like, no. But, um, yeah, I think that you sort of, like, yeah, you sort of have to forgive your parents for being a bit shit. 
Well, I think. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. For yeah. your own sanity, if nothing else. Yeah. For your yeah. own freedom, if nothing else. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's more like... Sorry, let me ask this. It's more like you forgave them as opposed to you empathize with them, right? Like, it's still... Yeah. They were still it, shitty, but... You were oh, just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you just like, let it go. Like, you're like, I'm not going to hold on to this feeling I have towards you. Yeah, pretty much. And I think I had that feeling for a long time. Like, I think there were years where we didn't really speak that much. And it was a very, mm. like, tense situation. Um, but, yeah, I think we're in a good spot now. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's I've good. Like that. Well, congratulations, yeah. Annie. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm it's very you, beautiful. Man, I'm, I'm healed. That's why I don't take my meds anymore. It's like, <laughs> so nice. You know? <laughs> Well, well, but but that is interesting, though, as you said, like parents were like, get out of the house. I mean, then that does make sense to me that, you know, for you, there was sort of a freedom and comfort in like doing your own thing and going out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean just like going out to the club. I just mean like out and about what it is to be in the world versus being in the house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think home was not like a place of comfort growing up. So I liked not being there. Um, also, I started stand-up when I was 17, so I would, like, yeah. sneak out of the house every night. Oh, you were um, sneaking? Okay, I didn't know if it was, oh, as, you know, they were they knew. Okay, you were sneaking. I was sneaking. I told them I was going late-night shopping sometimes. Um, I don't know if you have Thursday late-night. What is, wait, sorry, <laughs> hold on. Go, no, wait, What what is late-night shopping? Is that a specific? Late-night shopping. So, in Sydney, every Thursday, the shops are open till 9 p.m. Um, oh. Every other day, they shut at, like, 5, but on Thursday, because that's when everyone's pay comes in. They're open until 9 p.m. so they can get extra money. So I would go out on Thursdays and be like, I'm going late night shopping. But I'd actually down at the the mic in hand is the uh-huh. the cool comedy club in Sydney. Or it was back in the day. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wait, back when Glebe? I was 17. In Glebe? Yeah, in Glebe. Yep, I did a show there. Oh, yeah. No I was way. back in there. Friend in what? hand, I think was what yeah. the show was called. And it had or- that, that cockatoo. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this was, that was 2008 to 2009. So that's when oh I was my God. like out in the streets. Yeah, yeah I just missed you. I think I started going out in 2010. Okay, yep. That was it. Damn. Australia will be near and dear because that's where I first. That was the first time I got paid to do stand up, which wow. was um, it was a it was a corporate gig, but I remember it was a hundred dollars for five oh. minutes, and I saved that hundred dollar bill because not only is Australian money beautiful, Did you frame it. No, I have it like folded up somewhere. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got paid to do stand up. When I go back to America, I'm gonna be like, I am a professional comedian. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that was the whole plan. Um, but oh wow, you're taking me back, honey, to the to my young, <laughs> to the my young days, honey, friend in hand. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> yeah. But also, by the way, now when at, at the question of dating chaos. It all makes a lot more sense too. Where, where oh, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this feels familiar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I also mostly dated people that were like significantly older than me. Like my ex girlfriend oh. was like thirteen years older than me, and then my ex before her was like seventeen years older. And so, oh, wow. yeah, I definitely have like mommy and daddy issues. I think <laughs> is what I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there are also people that were like in like you know this industry who were like really who like started out as kind of I saw in like a very mentorship kind of light and then it like mm-hmm. turned into other stuff. So I definitely um probably need to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so 
are you pra- in your current relationship? Everything's going well. Are you pra- are you purposely like orienting yourself like I'm gonna, this is going to be healthy. I'm going to do healthy things, or is it just naturally kind of like after you've gone through this kind of like dark period, you're like you have emerged naturally healthy. Does that make sense? No. This so this relationship, I think we were like sleeping together for six months, and then we started like properly dating. And I'd say for like six, maybe like four months in like that new relationship period was like so many teething issues. Like I just, (laughs) oh man, like I couldn't deal with the fact that he like loved me. Like I didn't know how to Uh process it. So I would, oh man, like I kept getting really drunk around his friends and like yelling at them. And I was like the most awful person to be around. Cause I just would, yeah, just kept trying to, I think I was like subconsciously trying to like tank it into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I was like, oh, I don't deserve like this good guy. Um, but then he just sort of kept coming back. And like, I remember one night I just like got drunk and like started all this drama with his friends for the first time. And he just like woke up the next day and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I fucked everything up. Like you should break up with me. And he was just like, nah, man, these, my friends are going to love me for the rest of my life and they're going to love you too. They just need probably a bit of time after that. And he was so secure about it. Right. And I was like, But now what were you doing? Like when we say started shit with his friends, what does that mean? Are you like roasting people and going too far? Are you (laughs) ripping apart everything about them? Whoopee cushions on the chair. Like what is (laughs) the... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I put a really and made one of them do a really big fart, and they were really <laughs> upset. They were like, "I wasn't me," and I was like, "It was, it was you, man." Um, no, I think I sometimes like the yeah they. I think I sometimes get like upset about like the inequality of like my life and other people's lives. Like you know, if you grow up in a place that's like where you don't feel so safe, or like. You, I'm like not white. I'm like half Asian, which is like it's basically still sort of white, but also Australia is really fucking racist. So yes, they are. Know. So <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. white. <laughs> yeah, it's not white. Like it's you know, and like I went to a school that was like uh, a public school, and so like you know, my boyfriend like went to a private school, and he's like very, he's like very white and very hot, like a model, and all his friends are like these very rich white boy or boys that grew up white and kind of wealthy and i sort of have this natural Mm -hmm. hatred towards them because they're also because of that i think not they they are nice people and i like them now no but but yeah but a natural resentment yeah you look at them and you're like yeah 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 yeah, and had like heard things about them from my friends that were like not so good and so yeah, just had this resentment and like I remember we just got really drunk and I was just like, fuck you guys, like your art is bad. You have no perspective. <laughs> because you like grew up and went through like a private school and like your dad gave you a camera and like you yeah. have like this is why like your script is shit because they send me this. <laughs> yeah, like, I just was, you know like, what? More white boys need to hear that actually. Okay, Nina, you need to go around <laughs> telling people your script is shit. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, why do you even make art? Like, why why do you like, make this, like, unwatchable shit? Anyway, it wasn't nice. And you know what they... It was not. It was not nice. <laughs> um, I was on a lot of cocaine. Anyway, yeah. So... <laughs> But we get along now and, like, one of them, like, sent me their script and I was like, oh, here's some notes. And, like, we're, we're like, better and I uh-huh. want to be their friends now. Um, but, yeah, like, definitely there was a few, just, like, a few moments where I was like, 
fuck all these people, fuck this. Like, and I, I think I blew up at them. Like, there was like sort of three separate occasions, or maybe it was only two separate occasions where I went a bit psycho, um, and then expected to be broken up with. And then mm. my partner was just like, nah, man, just maybe just don't do so much cocaine. You know, like, he was just so. <laughs> very rational. <laughs> yeah, he was just so, like, chill and still loved me. And yeah, and then I just. After that was like, okay, I'm going to, like, make a real effort and, like, not be such a total freak all the time. Um, yeah. I think that's yeah. probably it. But, yeah, there was just teething issues, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, teething is a good way to describe it. I'd never, I've never heard it described that way. But definitely, you know, we talk about in the early, our first year, I guess the word mm. would be teething issues. And it was definitely. <laughs> who, who was secure and who was the crazy one? Like, who was the one? I was the crazy one. <laughs> And Andy was secure. I don't even know if it's necessarily even were you so secure in the relationship as much as you were secure in like, you were like, this is who I am. This is how I express love. This is what I have to offer. Mm Kind of take it or leave it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think so. It's not necessarily that he was like, oh, you're like, you know, we knew we'd be together forever. Because I definitely don't think I knew that at all. No, me neither. Like, we've been together now. We're coming up on 14 years. Isn't that so? Oh, my God. That's a lot of years. That's like eighth grade. Yeah. (laughs) It is eighth grade. Thank you. Yeah. And it was like, but I think it was. That's where we got together, by the way. (laughs) We're really young. Um, But that sense of like, you know, not everyone says it, but, you know, some people kind of romanticize this idea of like, I knew they were the one immediately, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, we were in a relationship and it just kind of like kept being right for as long yeah. as it was right. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily like, oh, I just knew. But yeah. I mean, that idea of, as you said too, like not not comfortable being loved, wanting to almost, I think my therapist, he put it, he's like, you're testing the limits of this person. Mm. So you're going the hard way to see how far can you push mm. and they'll still come back. Yeah. You know? Um, and so... Yeah, it sounds like you're with somebody who is like, as you said, secure attachment. Also, like your behavior isn't a direct reflection on them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because he's basically like, yeah. okay, you acting crazy. If that's what you want to do, I think maybe less cocaine. But who am I? I'm no <laughs> yeah. doctor. A few less rails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah. It's all, I wonder, too, if there is like, as both uh, you, bo- you both as stand-up comedians, if I I could see... Naomi at her best on stage. And I wonder if your if your BF can see the best of you on stage. And so you know. Does that make sense? What, no, what are you saying? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know if I'm my best on stage. I think I'm like <laughs> telling on myself. I'm ragging on other people. Like I'm a total cunty bitch um, <laughs> on the stage. So yeah, I wouldn't. Ex- yeah, I don't know about that. I think it's more just like, I think I'm very like, um, what's the word like I just I if I think something's gonna work then I'll put like 110 percent in this sounds this sounds like a job interview now <laughs> if I'm at work I put 110 percent in it you know like that, that, that um but I think that like yeah that's sort of and it was sort of like me testing to be like can I put in a 110 percent or whatever I don't even know what that means I don't even think that's possible because 100 percent is the most you can put it but the mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. but I think he like could tell that I had the capacity to be like not a freak anymore. Um, <laughs> so, and, oh, I also, but also I'm a pretty good cook, and he like really likes my cooking. So maybe mm. he's just coming back for you know. 
<laughs> well, you do have to have practical skills that you bring to the table. Naomi, you made yeah. me a pasta mushroom thing. That's true. In our early days, I did say, come over and I'll cook for you. Because Andy, I think not only when we got together in general, you had the palate of an eight-year-old, but you also had like the budget of an eight-year-old, right? So like, you, weren't, you weren't like eating. You're not giving us the food pyramid. You're not giving us the range. No, no, no. I had, just, I had just moved to New York. I was running out of money. And like dinner every night was salad from a bag salad thing and a fake turkey sandwich on rye. And some oh big legs. And I was, was like, like come on, I'll time. make you a hot meal. I'll, say, I'll make you a hot <laughs> meal, honey. Dude, cooking is so hot. Like, eating someone else's food, like someone else's food that they made for you is like, I don't know. I feel like it's like an erotic experience or something. Well, Andy does the cooking now. Like, for someone who, like, I wooed him with cooking, now I, like, can't be bothered. It feels like yeah, so much Yeah, you're like, work. that's your role now. <laughs> I know. Well, because also, too. It's not bad. You put on a podcast. It's right. Fun. He, like, listens to something and does it. I, do, I love food. My problem with the cooking or, like... You know, to make something that's like more than three ingredients, you know what I mean? Or something that takes some time, it takes so much more time, but then I still only eat it in like 15 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like I eat it so fast. I could have spent an hour or more in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and then I still finish it in 15 minutes. And so I don't like to put in all that time up top. So that's why oh I don't God. do it now. <laughs> oh, I can't relate to that at all. I like that you're just like, the time doesn't justify the <laughs> Does it? But I, but feel I like love cook- it. <laughs> cooking is like a creative, it's like a process, man. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's yeah. like ideas and like theory and like, I don't know. I like p- putting flavors together. I think it's sort of like the same process as like, like writing or whatever, yeah. where you're like, oh, I'm going in this direction and these things match these things. And this is, it's like. It's like you're riffing, man. It's like you're improvising. It's like, yes, and I will add that paprika Chili pepper, or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and paprika. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes, and like you're just, it's like me and my fridge just in a game of uh, improv. But yeah, I kind of like that. Do you want to uh, take, take a quicker break? Take a quicker break. Take a quicker break. Take a quicker break and we'll be right back after this. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back with Nina Oyama here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Nina's been on a Croatian party cruise and lived to tell about it. So she is here to help you. Hello. We got questions. Oh, I forgot to tell you the main thing about the Croatian party cruise. What? Which is Christina, who was desperate to have sex, who nearly got trafficked. She, like, nearly got lured off this (gasps) island by this, like, pair of, like, weird European guys. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. they, like, inverted commas, forgot their phones, so she had to come with them to get their phones. No. And they were like, Christina, you have to stay on this boat because you're going to get trafficked. And she was so mad at us because she was like, they're so hot. And I saw them with my eyes and they were the ugliest <laughs> fucking creatures I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, so she's like desperate to fuck. And then I think the third <laughs> night she finally picks up a guy and he ends up having – a foursome with her and this uh, another girl from the boat who's was 22. What can we have a name? What what's um, a good uh, name? Diana. Diana. She oh there was a lady on the boat called Diana, but this wasn't. Anyway, we're just gonna call it with Diana. Um, and yeah, so Christina and Diana had a foursome, and then we were sitting on the sun, like on the deck, like watching the sunrise, as I want to do. Yeah, naturally. And they came back and um. Christine was like, oh, my God, we just had the best time. We had a foursome. And then we're like, oh, did you guys, like, what happened? And some one of the other girls was like, oh, did you, like, go down on each other? And Christine was like, yeah. And then Diana was like, yeah, the guys were, like, too drunk to get it up. So <laughs> it was basically just us, like, taking turns on each other, like, while they watched. And then she was like, I have anxiety. <laughs> um, and she clearly didn't feel like very good about it. Oh, because no, it was like, don't. oh my God, it's so good. Like we had sex. Like I had a foursome. I'm crazy. Like it was just very, the dynamic was weird. Anyway, at the end <laughs> of the trip, I'm talking to Christina's sister, twen- the hot yeah, 22 the young year old, one. Yeah, the young one with all the young her friends. One, who yeah. is like pretty perfect. Like she was very on it. She was the leader of the group. Um, mm, she's the course. captain. Regina George. And- Regina George, literally Regina George. Um, so Regina George was talking to me and I was like, so what's going on? Like with the girlies and Regina was like, Oh, Christina's, you know, got a, had a rash, um, that she hasn't told anyone about. And apparently it's, it's been, you know, marinating since Adelaide and now there's like a smell and a, a liquid. And I was like, what? And it turned, and then they went to the doctor. It turns out Christina has some kind of infection. And has now spread that to oh, her friend to Diana. S- poor Diana, who's already got anxiety. Exactly. And like half of, you know, Croatia, because I think that she had more sex during that time. Oh. Yeah. And that was the boat drama. That was the boat drama. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly what I imagine is taking place on a Croatian party cruise, actually. That there is, that <laughs> yeah. there is a leak. Mysterious rashes. Rash. Spread. Yeah. And there's like, but also too, just somebody, one person yelling loudly that they had a foursome and then another oh, yeah. person being like, 
that was weird and anticlimactic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, actually the name is one yeah. person who's like, also, I did. I did. It didn't sound like a foursome. Like, it literally sounded like the last scene in Requiem for a Dream, where it's just, like, a bunch of men watching these two girls being like, ass to ass, ass to ass. You know, oh, my it's like, God. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. It just God. didn't sound very good at all. It did not. Mm. <laughs> it did not. Requiem for a Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> now... We get questions from all over. We get questions from Gmail, Instagram, Twitter. Voicemails, of course, are here. Naomi, what is that number? 323-524-7839. Remember, you guys, you got to start off your question. Give me a log line. Give me the pronouns. And then you gotta you have your three minute limit, okay? Because sometimes y'all be coming in here and it'd be too long up top, but then I don't even have the details. I don't even have the cue at the end. So just that's why I say log line, where you're like, here's the top line question. My I, pronouns are, and then give me them details. I think this first one, the person does exactly what you asked for. Okay, I love it when they listen. All right. Hi, everyone. Uh, I am going to remain anonymous, but my pronouns are she, her. And I heard you recently ask a request for lighter questions. And I've been thinking on this for a while, so I knew this was a question I needed to send in. Um, here's the main question. Do I tell my husband who I love so much and I'm so happy with that I am, I would say, nearly repulsed when he baby talks our cats. Um, the backstory is that we've been together for almost 13 years. We're very happy. Our relationship is great. Not bragging. That's just the situation. <laughs> we have two cats. Um, we do not have children, so our cats are our children currently as uh, cat or animal parents do. They have multiple names, multiple nicknames. Um, and specifically one of our cats, uh, her name is Bessie and, uh, her nickname started out early on as Bubba, which I thought was funny and cute. Um, but now my husband has turned to, um, just generally talking to her in B sounds. Um, so I'm going to do my impression of him. I truly don't think this is exaggerated. <laughs> This is what he sounds like when he talks to her. Oh, my baby. Baba. Biba. Abiba. Abibo. Bobo. Otinko. Bobo. Bibo. Biba. Um, and so when he talks that way, I am repelled. I am turned off. I do not want him to then come and touch me or initiate sex for a while. Um, so I recognize that this is my problem and not his. He can talk <laughs> however he wants Sounds to. Like if I'm not attracted too. to Good it, stuff. that's on me. Um, but, you know, we're married. So do I let him know? Do I share this information with him? Or is that just going to make him self-conscious? Am I the asshole? Um, yeah, I just, I really, 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 I don't like baby talk in the first place. My parents never baby talked to us as kids. So I don't like it in the first place. And when my husband starts talking like a toddler, I really am uncomfortable. Um, thank you all for all you do. Would love to hear your thoughts. And also, I'd have to say I'm a big fan of this podcast, and I was such a huge fan of the I Love a Lifetime movie podcast. So thank you for that, Naomi. And um, it was such a highlight of my week, and I'm so sad that it is no longer. Um, so thank you for that, and thank you both for all you do. And um, have beautiful days. 
Thanks. So, Nina, just to fill you in, I did host a podcast with another comedian where we would recap Lifetime movies. So, oh, which are, well, you know, television for women. Um, yes. <laughs> thrillers, romances, insanity. I don't know what channel they call it in Australia, but... Um, I don't know if we even have that channel. You got some version of it, I'm sure. Got- do you know what I mean? They must show those movies. Over. They have to. Oh, yes, no, like- we do. It's called Nine Peach. Nine, Nine Peach? Yeah, because it's from Channel Nine, but then it's like the offset of Channel Nine for women, which is Peach. Peach. Nine Peach. Yeah, I, I forgot about Nine Peach. I, no one watches TV anymore. <laughs> anyway, I know, I know. No one watches, even though I do think the, the, the name Nine Peach is so funny. <laughs> I love a Nine Peach movie. I love a Nine Peach movie. I'll do that podcast. Oh, do you want to know what the male version is? So male version is Channel 7, man channel. It's called Seven Mates. Seven Mates. Seven Peach. Seven Mates. No, Nine Peach no. and Seven Mates. <laughs> And so they yeah, just that's play like, like two reruns. and a half men and exactly. like Big Bang Theory and Nine Peach has like Golden Girls reruns and Friends. Wow, that yeah. tells me so much about Australia. Oh my like, god, it's literally you know I mean? like like line so gendered. <laughs> yeah, so gendered, so obsessed. Oh, that's so funny. Deadlock now- makes more sense now. <laughs> it, like it really. I was enjoy. I I just enjoyed it for what it was, but now like the meaning of it. <laughs> Make. Anyway, oh yeah. Okay. So baby talk. Yes. Anonymous uh, is like when repulsed, my host repulsed, repulsed, repelled. Repelled. She said, "Don't touch me." She said, "Don't initiate sex with me." For a while. That's why I went like when you were both like, "Oh, it's good that she knows it's her thing." I'm just like, it's also his problem. Because right, she's saying, "Get away from me." Yeah. Because right, he's being rejected by his partner. <laughs> but also, like, sorry, like he's talking to a cat, like. Everybody does that. Like, he's not doing something that's actually weird. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to be like, cuckoo, cack, like, more, like, more <laughs> of a baby. Like, as though it were a human baby. baby. Right, right. No, he's literally just talking to a cat the same way every single per- people, the person, every single person talks to a cat. I don't yeah. know a single person. Like, if you don't talk to animals that way, there's actually something medically wrong with you, I think. <laughs> no, if you talk to, like, what? how do you talk to your dog? Like, how's it going, baba? What's hanging? <laughs> like, how are you <laughs> talking to your animals? Like, what's good? Like, what? Like, of course, you should talk to cats like, baby, boo, boo. Like, I don't know. That's <laughs> are you an animal person? Do you have pets? I don't know if your pets, if pets would fit into your chaotic life, though. No, they don't. But I like that. I like pe- pets and kids are sort of like I like them as long as they don't like belong to. As long as I don't have to be responsible for them. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I love dogs. I love cats. Yeah. Okay. I like, okay. Yeah. I like I attention, basically, and that's what animals give you. So, <laughs> well, depending, uh-huh. honey. Okay, because uh-huh. we have a dog and a cat, and sometimes these hoes act like I'm the problem. And I said, <laughs> I keep you alive. I would appreciate a more respect, a more kisses in my home, please. No. But no, have no. you tried saying "boo boo baba"? <laughs> give me a little kissy wizzy. <laughs> that's what maybe I should yeah, do. We don't talk baby talk to them, do we? We say like I don't know. No, I do. I mean, well, first of all, I do. I'm always like, well. Sweet. We say little squee. I mean, of course, I call them either one of them Bubba. And I'm always like, but you, what? You don't call them Bubba. I'm always being like, hey, Bub. Hey, Bub. You are? Well, maybe she's doing it behind me. your back so that you don't stop having sex with her. No, Nina. You know, that's <laughs> true. That's an option. It's more that this one, he doesn't hear me when I talk, okay? We're living oh. together and he's tuning me out. He's tuning me out. <laughs> But that just doesn't like, that doesn't make the, in my mind, of the ways that we talk to the cat and the dog, that doesn't. That doesn't go to the top of the list. 
it's become my go-to lately. I just like hit myself in the face of the microphone, but that's my journey. But um, <laughs> this is one of the things. Where, but I think here's my here's my thing. You have to, and again, after 13 years and being in love, you've got to be able to bring this up in a funny, gentle way. Like, what's the point of being married to someone if you can't like say to them, "Please don't do that. It it dries me up." Like, do you know what I mean? Uh. Like, make it a like make it a joke, and then I feel like because I do think. This could also be one of those things where, like, once you say it, and once maybe it becomes a joke, or it's like not a big, it will take out some of the some of the annoyance. You know, yeah. like I think what's grating, it could be like you're like, oh god, here he is making the sound, and it's like once you kind of say it, and then he, you know, it'll co- probably become a bit between the two of you where he like does it just to drive you crazy, or like something mm-hmm. like that. I think you have to say something, but you have to say it in like a jokey way because you already said it here. You said this is my issue, so I think you go in knowing it's like. Hey, I know this maybe sounds crazy, but this new voice you're using is like nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> no, I think that him, I'm going to very I'm going to unconventional approach to this. I think that they should have a friend around like a like a hot friend that's a girl <laughs> come around to the house and when he's like goo goo gaga kitten or whatever, she should be like Damn, that's so sexy. And I think like whatever female like competition thing is in the caller's brain will be like, it will like send signals to be like, maybe it is sexy or like other women find this sexy. Maybe I should stop being so judgmental of it and stop getting the ick. Okay, let's unpack this. So then you <laughs> send someone over there, okay? Because they can't know what's happening. So we yeah. have to send someone to their home. Okay, yes. we have to. We need headshots because we need to know if the person's hot. No, it needs to be <laughs> a friend. Us. It needs to be a friend. It can't just be like a random. I'll do it. I'll do. I'll go. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Get me know. over there. I will fawn over this man and his baby talk at the cat. And I'll be like, God, oh, it's so hot when you say that. Ha ha ha. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know how to flirt. But yeah, just maybe put some MDMA in me, and I'll be really confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get <laughs> but not like, cocaine, because then I'll tell him right. his art is bad. He'll <laughs> right. tell him he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah but um the book about your cat sucked <laughs> yeah it had no perspective the cat didn't struggle at all it was just treated like a lovely baby this whole time that's the conflict um but, but um yeah. <laughs> sorry no, no, i'm really like lost in the character no no i liked it i like to take it all the way take it all the way to <laughs> um um, but yeah, I'll go over there and I'll flirt with your husband in front of you while he does the cat voice. And I, I bet that she will want to have sex with him. Like, I reckon that'll do it. That's what that'll I do think. it. That'll be what does it. I say that'll do it. Go deeper into it. Start dressing like a baby. <laughs> the, whole, the diapers, the little okay. bonnet, the yep. rattle, the whole yep. thing. Yep. Absolutely. And then see if that see if that turns something on in your brain. Sure. What if that accidentally ignites something in his brain, and then he gets like one of those diaper fetishes? <laughs> fetishes? No, oh, yeah. So yes, maybe you're playing with fire. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> Don't want to go too deep. No, I think you just got to bring it up. And again, it's like especially because it's what's funny to me is that in 13 years this voice is just coming out. Because that to me seems like because again, as I said, it's like the impression is really giving me baseline cat talk 101. Yeah, I was like, why would you say any real words to a cat? They don't know what's happening. So of course you just make sounds and start with B. <laughs> but I, but so I'm like, okay, for this to be coming up now, I'm like, I think this is, I think this is one of those things where you just say you're like, hey, hun, I know I'm like totally insane, or hey, I know this maybe sounds out of left field, but it's like, I really don't like when you do that baby talk to yeah to the cat and be like i you know i hate to stifle your voice and your vision but if you would like to touch my body after you have to limit it 
Like you just, and I mean, you just have to like say it. What's funny? Cause like Andy, for instance, the closest thing I can think, and it's still not the same, but Andy has this bowl, his like go-to bowl. That's like his bowl for the salads, his bowl for his pasta, right? Like he loves his bowl. I dude, I get that. I got my cup. <laughs> you got your go-to okay. cup. Okay. Everyone has their thing. Yeah, yeah. But this bowl is like textured. Like it's got like, it's kind of got a little texture inside. Oh. So that when he scrapes, the spoon scrapes this bowl. And when I tell you it makes my fucking ears bleed. <laughs> it, I hate it more than I've hated anything. Orally. Okay, she hates and, a lot of things, and I hate a lot of things. Okay, it's like nails I, on a chalkboard, honey. It gets me, and so there'll literally be times where I'm like, Andrew, I need you to just let that bite go, because I'll be like, <laughs> don't keep going. But it's like, but it's like almost something I just have to kind of say to get out almost what I'm feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like the weird tension where you're like, I just have to like yeah. call this out, and then it's like, of course, finish eating. Of course, do what you're doing. But it's like a sound where I go, I can't live like this. I would get rid of that bowl in a second, by the way, if we had a second, if we had another large bowl. Okay, well, that that's it. You I'm, just have to get a new bowl. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Bowl. I was going to say, like, if, if I was in that position, I would, oh, I accidentally, the, the bowl fell on the floor and smashed. <laughs> I don't know bother, what it, happened. You must have put it on the edge of the counter. I wouldn't have done that. Uh, like, you have to put a, the blame back yeah. on the per- toxic yeah, gas yeah, yeah, Hold on. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> gaslighting. Absolutely. Like, Relationships it, according to Nino Young. <laughs> toxic <laughs> gaslighting. Yeah. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. But not this year. This year it's just gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and then it's like smashes on the ground and then you get a new bowl smooth smooth inside smooth maybe inside. eat it japanese style like you, you pull it up to your face and yes and have a nice slurp. i don't it goes, nice. goes, goes in yeah. yeah we don't need this charade by the way <laughs> i am happy it's not like it's a childhood bowl it's not like my grandmother gave it to me and it was like the last you know the only thing that they smuggled out of germany <laughs> you know, escaping world war ii right it's a bowl we got at a store in glendale okay <laughs> I, I don't need it but i do need a bowl of that capacity so if we right, get you need a bowl of that capacity. A second large bowl. Okay. 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 We have many small don't look Nina. Yeah, I, I think what you should do is you should bring me over there and then I'll gaslight him <laughs> and smash the bowl and then uh, just let me do it. I'll do it. I'm, yeah, okay, you what, know what if you came over and you're like, Oh, I love the sound of that. That sounds great. No. What I like is that Nina is repeatedly offering herself up <laughs> to be an agent of chaos in other people's lives. She literally said, I'll come over there and stir the fucking pot. Uh, I'll come over there and and just fuck it up a little and bit. break the I fucking ball. Exactly. Like, you know Nina was on the damn Croatian cruise being like, oh, yeah, y'all should hook up. <laughs> you should hook up. Like, you like, saw you the rat awesome. and you're like, huh. <laughs> you should be like, go for it. <laughs> you should get trafficked by these men. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> this will make a great story. Just I like, mean, see uh, where it goes, you know. Yeah. See where, like, the parts of your body end up in different Nina, do you have time for one more? Yeah. Okay. Naomi, do you want to read this? This okay. comes to us. I think I have the right one. Number nine. Yes. Okay. Oh, this Here. is a, a red one. Yes. yes. A written oh, different mediums. I love yes. mi- mixed media, they say in the arts. <laughs> Anonymous from Gmail. Okay. Dear Andy and Naomi, an esteemed guest. That's you. Oh, thank you. I am Lo- esteemed, esteemed guest. <laughs> love the show. Every episode is such an amazing listen, even the heartbreaking ones. So I told you, Nina, you can't go sad because someone referred to some episodes as heartbreaking. Okay. okay. All right. Good Lord. Challenge and accepted. I, I know. And I felt so validated by the caller you had a while ago whose sick pets were testing her. I don't remember, but I believe it. 
It's a very pet-themed episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't think it was. We'll see. Anon, please. She, her pronouns. It feels bizarre that I'm even asking you this question in my mid-30s, but when someone is pursuing you aggressively for friendship and you're not interested, how do you shut it down? I feel like I've tried everything short of literally saying, I do not want to be your friend. Please leave me alone to her face. Let me explain. I'm in a pretty long running D&D group, Dungeons and Dragons, correct, Andy? Yes. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons group. That You've meets, seen the movie. That's true. That meets up a few times a month, usually virtually. And one of the other players recently decided to start getting his girlfriend into it. So now we're the two girls in the group of guys. Predictably, all the guys seem to think we're going to be friends now, and she wants to be too. Problem is, I don't really vibe with her. She's not a bad person or anything, but whenever she wants to hang out outside of D&D, it's never, let's go get coffee, go for a walk. It's something like, it's always something like, let's go on an elaborate double date, or my boyfriend and I will come over to your place, and us girls can cook for our men. (laughs) Or dropping hints about how her birthday's coming up. I've tried suggesting more low-key hangouts that don't involve me having to host people in my house for an entire fucking evening. <laughs> she's not interested. <laughs> Whenever I mention our D&D group in passing conversation that I'm doing something or my boyfriend and I are doing something, she acts like it's a handwritten invitation to her and her boyfriend to join us no. instead of just a thing we're doing in our separate lives. Uh. She repeatedly texts with invitations to go do things with her and her boyfriend, though these dropped off a little after i told her i didn't have the energy for this kind of social engagement (laughs) (laughs) it's all kind of intense for someone i really don't know that well i barely see my actual friends this much because we're all adults with adult shit going on (laughs) also our fucking cat is a medical nightmare latest (laughs) trick peeing blood all over my boyfriend and i in bed at 3 a.m working on it four medications and counting oh no and that takes up a lot of my energy oh my god we're with you we understand the struggle the situation with her makes me so anxious, and I enjoy being in the D&D group less because of it. Like, I literally dread talking to her because it's going to be another conversation where she's like, we should do this and this, and me saying, yeah, no, and feeling like an asshole. I don't understand why we can't just have this shared hobby and be pleasant to each other, and that's enough. I'm sorry. This all reads like a mess. I appreciate any advice you might have about any of this. Well, now, Nina, you know what? You know, because you are dazzling, because you are a whirling dervish, uh-huh. because you come in and you say, where's the party? I could see people getting attached to you, being like, I want to hang out. I want to go play. Yeah. But we don't always have time for everybody. We no. don't. No, that's true. How are we handling it? How are we handling the fans, the fawning? Okay. So I don't. I don't know. I just don't reply to people. Like, that's kind of my, like, (laughs) sorry. Um, But then I'll just, like, I just say, oh, I'm so busy. And then I just don't reply to people. I say, oh, let's get coffee. And then I just don't reply. And then I just go, oh, it's because I'm so busy. And I think that that's, like, a really good thing to, like, cultivate a cloud of busyness so that, like, every time someone's like, oh, you didn't reply, but, like, I know how busy you are. And then you're like, thank you. And it's great because then, like, you have this boundary that's like, and I am busy. So it's actually true. Yeah. But it's also helpful for my for not replying stuff. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is actually like the problem is that she's the girlfriend of a guy in the group. You need to like you need to run a campaign like a D and D style campaign to break them up. <laughs> That's what you need to do, or to 
get to get him out of the friendship group. Because to me, it's like she is the annoying thing, but the connector, the connective tissue is the boyfriend. So, yeah, yeah. you need to split him up. If you want, I can go over there and I can gaslight that I can intervene. I'm coming over there to LA. Um, but the other cool thing is, like I have cultivated this cloud of busyness, like they have the perfect alibi, which is a real sick cat. This cat, mm-hmm. oh, this cat's so sick. Like I can't yeah. hang out with you. Sorry, I've got to take care of my sick cat. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, and then just don't reply because of the sick cat. You're like, like, that's such a good alibi. Now, if the cat dies, you're fucked. But <laughs> sounds like it's on enough medication to, you know, go for a little longer. And while you're using the cat as an excuse, that's when you start the campaign to break them up. <laughs> you start, like, putting little things in people's heads like, hey, have you noticed? What's this girl's name? Jessica. You're just like, Jessica's, like, doing this really annoying thing. Like, what do you think about that? You just start, like, so you're like I heard Jessica and just, like, make some random shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want yeah. turn everybody against Jessica so she gets uninvited from the D&D and they break yeah. up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Can, you kill, can you kill her character? Oh, and So D&D. you guys are playing this. Just kill the character. And every time she makes a new one, just kill that character. Eventually she'll get the... She'll get the message and take off. I don't know. I don't think she does get the message. I think this needs to be like a mission to expel her from the group, rather because she's not gonna. She doesn't get it. Yeah. You know. Well, but I think that's a. But I'm saying this is aggressive because you're not supposed to. Again, I haven't played D and D in thirty years or so, so I don't. But. You didn't attack your friends. You don't like go and play this with your friends and then go, "Hey, I'm going to attack uh I'm going to attack Josh now." Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. So if you do that and you kill their character and then they have to make a new character and then you just go kill that one, eventually mm-hmm. they'll be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah. And then you'll say, "Nothing. I just thought we're having fun." <laughs> and then <laughs> That's worse though cuz that's like that's like you're that's ruining worse? the vibe of the D&D. Like what I think is like it's a separate outside like the social circle campaign to just whisper network, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean that's worse than than basic like than turning everyone against her with lies. How is yeah, that worse? <laughs> Because she's saying, because basically what she's saying is that's not in the course of the game. We're keeping the purity of the. Oh, you, know, you want to keep the dungeon and dragon yeah, yeah, sacred. You, you want it's the a group sacred to stay space. intact. And yeah. You want her to be out because she's annoying. But this is a, this is also what it sounded like. But and this is this may have to be what um as much as I think it is messy that Nina just doesn't reply. This <laughs> may also be the thing to do too. Is like do not respond to her. And then when yeah. you are in D anD D, she gonna have to get the fucking hint. Or saying something instead of like, I don't want to be friends with you, but you can say, we don't really have, I mean, you, it sounds like you said it once when you said, I told her I don't have time for this level of social engagement, but it's like, hey, we pretty much just hang out to D&D and don't do a lot of other stuff outside of that. So it's like, because you know what this sounds like too, between her boyfriend getting her into the game mm. and then them trying to hang out, this seems like that other couple they want friends, right? Like it's one of those things where she's like, yeah. this girl is with a guy who mm. his big, so maybe his big crew is virtual or is D and D people. And she wants to do more, right? She wants to have like all this coupley shit. Yeah. And so she's like, Oh, there's a girl here. Maybe I can make her my friend. And who, I don't know where they live and kind of, you know what the accessibility is of like other people that she's, pro- this girl's probably just like desperate for like some yeah. in-person new people, but you just have to sh- explain to her that you're not that person. It feels like yeah. Ohio. I don't know oh, why. 
I have yeah. no idea why. I just it just feels like Ohio for some reason. Yeah. You and you should say to her, <sighs> it's it's because your personality is bad and annoying. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and if you weren't such like an annoying freak, then maybe I'd consider it. But you persistently do not listen to anything that I say. And it's really cringe, actually. <laughs> Okay, now and- it's giving Summer Heights high. Now <laughs> you think it's really cringe. It's actually. so not quiche, babe. <laughs> it's so not quiche. Um, Can you just say, hey, I don't like doing that stuff. That's what I say to my friends. Like they like, hey, do you want to go do X? And I go, I don't want to do that. Can we, just, <laughs> can we just go get lunch? But you're trying to say like, but the problem is he. <laughs> but the other person, but the but Jessica doesn't want to do doesn't want to do those things. So if you say, I don't want to do that, we can get lunch if you want. But she don't want to get lunch with her. The whole idea is like, stop asking me to do stuff. I don't want to see you. And so mm. that's why it's like, it's like, but because this person is in the D&D world, you can't just cut them out because you're going to have to like see them on the screen and, you know, make pleasantries. And obviously the group talks about stuff because they're like saying what they're doing over the weekend and stuff. But it's like, I don't know what to say because this person has got to get the hint. And if they don't get the hint, I think that's why it's like if, if she's side texting you and kind of asking to do stuff, it has to just be like, can't. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. I think You're don't reply. It. Just don't reply. Or, fu- or And then if she's ever like, why didn't you reply to me? Just say, look, our cat's really sick. Yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah. But Shut I'm trying down. to say a mid, a mid level between Nina's, hey, you're cringe and you smell, and, <laughs> and the totally ignoring yeah. Jessica, yeah. is I will hang out with you very infrequently on my own terms. And if you're cool with that, maybe- so No, I think that's feeding the beast. I think you like hang out with those types of people once. They go, we're best friends. Like It's obviously this- Jessica is like so lonely and like doesn't have a lot of friends and her boyfriend's clearly been like, Hey, that's okay. You don't have to have friends. Come and join our D and D group. Yeah. They'll be your friends. Yeah. Not realizing that like everyone fucking hates this woman. Cause she's also <laughs> not hitting up the other guys to hang out. She's only hitting up this, the author of this thing. Right. The one woman, the one other right. woman in the group. Right. Yeah. It is very gendered like, in that we way. Sh- we you need be- to break them up. You need to get a hot woman to come over and flirt with the boyfriend in front and break them right. up. It's just my solution is always the same. Nina, it's- imagine Nina going through customs into yeah. the US. They're like business or pleasure. No, I'm here to fuck up a bunch of relationships. I'm here yeah. to stamp my passport. I'm here for three months. I'm gonna ruin a couple relationships. I'll be back home. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. you've started this business already. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like kind of just like stealthily trying to like speak it into existence here in America. Right, right. But through this podcast. Yeah. It's not trying to break it's just like I'm hired to flirt with somebody in front of someone else in order so that they don't have to communicate with each other. It's very simple. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> oh my god, Nina. 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 Yes. Nina. Nina. Guys, thank you so thank you. much. Thank you so much for joining us on what the pod a today. Delight. You are a delight and a dream. Thank you for having me. We're so honored and hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. See you next week. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.